With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, away Garrett Wilson Wilson a big play downfield Wilson still going along the sideline he's not going to go down Allen tripped up he could not get past Jermaine Johnson oh look at the speed of Brees Hall he's done it again Brees Lightning 62 yards for the touchdown Rodgers in trouble again and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams what a beast number 95 for the Jets listen from the playlikeajet.com digital studio this is play like a jet my name is scott mason you can follow me on twitter at play like a jet one i wanted to get down to brass tacks on Derek carr because a lot of people in jets world have been talking about him as a potential number one option for the jets as far as realistic possibilities assuming they don't go out and find a way to get lamar jackson or something like that and so you look at who could potentially be available and Derek carr looks to be at the top of that list. And so I wanted to talk to somebody that knows all about Derek Carr. He's watched Derek Carr, broken him down consistently. He can really tell us as much as possible about Derek Carr's time with the Raiders. And so I went out and got somebody whose work I've been very impressed by. Contributor over at Silver and Black Pride. Also runs an awesome YouTube channel called Tape Don't Lie, where he posts the weekly car facts, where he breaks down Derek Carr. Not anymore, because I don't anticipate Derek Carr continuing to be on the Raiders. Marcus Johnson, thank you so much for coming on, man. Really been looking forward to this. Appreciate it, man. I definitely, uh, definitely appreciate you having me on. So definitely excited about this for sure. Marcus, let's talk all about Derek Carr. The first thing that I have to ask you is 2022, obviously a down year for Derek Carr. The two big national games that everybody watched against the Rams with that Baker Mayfield game winning drive. And then, of course, the game against the Steelers, two of the worst games Derek Carr's ever played. And so a couple of narratives come out of that. 
the cold weather one I want to talk about in more detail a little bit later because you wrote a fantastic piece on that a while back and you broke down all those cold weather games. And so I want to pick your brain on that. But first, 2022, mm. before we get into the why, the how, as somebody who's watched Derek Carr every week for your Carfax feature on your Tape Don't Lie channel on YouTube, was 2022 as bad of a season for Derek Carr as a lot of people seem to be saying? I wouldn't say it was a bad as a season overall. I think he just the, the 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 last taste of it of how he he played pretty bad in December. I think in December he was just a little bit inaccurate. Um, I mean, not a little bit. It was a lot of inaccuracy in December. A lot of balls being spread out of bounds. You know, um, you know, him and Adams got on they got on point for a little bit, but then it seemed like they kind of fell off a little bit as as you know they wanted to make. Uh, Devontae Adams more of a deep threat. And sometimes when they were trying to make all those deep passes, they weren't hitting at the end of the season. So you started to saw his play decrease. And of course the offensive line would break down in the interior, which is one of his, I would say weaknesses is how he handles interior pressure. And as soon as the interior offensive line starts breaking down a little bit, you kind of see a different quarterback from him. And that happened a lot more, a lot, I say more often than it did, earlier in the season, even though it was a pretty consistent thing, like Cam Hayward kind of abused that. He abused the whole interior. So it, it was not going to be a good game for him regardless <laughs> of where it was because Cam it, it, it could have been at home. Cam Hayward would have played the same and would have ruined that game, and he probably would have been inaccurate at home. So it, it was a lot of, uh, of that mixed all around it. But, you know, it, it was on him a little bit. There's a lot of bad decision-making and, you know, some bad throws that he missed. He just missed some throws and was inaccurate. Uh, I would say inaccurate, you know, through throughout that kind of stretch through December. And one of the reasons is he just never is uh, what we can get into a little bit later, I guess, is just he's not ever been a, a good intermediate thrower. And I think Josh McDaniels tried to make him that. Mm. And I think that's a little bit of, of the reason why he struggled throughout the season anyways. Marcus, that's one thing I really wanted to hit on is the Josh McDaniels mixture because it struck me from the outside that that was a very bad combination. And McDaniels is known for being a my way or the highway kind of guy. And that works with younger quarterbacks that aren't established. You look at the work that he did with Jimmy Garoppolo, helping to develop him with the Patriots. Same with Jacoby Brissett. He really took those guys from mid-round pick in Brissett's case and second-round pick in Jimmy Garoppolo and turned them into a viable above-average starter in Garoppolo's case and a really respected journeyman backup slash spot starter for Brissett. And then you look at what he did with Mac Jones when Mac Jones was a rookie last year compared to what happened this year when the wheels seemed to have really fallen off for Mac Jones. And you see uh-huh. a track record of quarterback development when these guys are young and first coming into the league. But with established veteran quarterbacks, doesn't always work that way. You remember he ran Jay Cutler off in Denver because he wanted to bring in yeah. his guy, Matt Castle. That didn't work out. Cutler ended up being traded to Chicago. Matt Castle wound up being traded to Kansas City. Then he ends up getting Tim Tebow, and we know how that worked out in the end, even though Tebow did win a playoff game with the Broncos. So to me, this was a bad mix from the start, and I think this is part of why they structured the contract the way they did so that if it didn't work out, both sides could move on after one year, which it appears is going to happen. 
Talk to me a little bit about the McDaniels car situation because you talked about how McDaniels wanted to have Carr be more of an intermediate thrower, which didn't suit his strengths. I thought that Carr was playing the best football of his career under John Gruden. You would think that a guy who was looking to get the very best out of his quarterback would look at that, say, hey, it's working. Why fix what's not broken? Instead, McDaniels tried to fix what wasn't broken and it didn't go so well. From the outside looking in, that's what it appears like to me. As somebody who watched Carr every week and broke down his film on your channel, tell me more about that dynamic. I think a lot of it is Josh McDaniels has a quarterback that he wants. Okay, He wants just a quarterback that fits exactly how his system is set up. And his system is set up for a quarterback who is extremely tough in the pocket, who can take some hits, because there's a lot of intermediate throws. Intermediate throws take a little bit of time. Is these are not quick throws. And I think a lot of it, a lot of Josh McDaniels' mystique comes from Tom Brady because Tom Brady would check it down so much and throw to running backs all the time. And a lot of it is the the, the system is designed for the quarterback to kind of be in control a little bit more than the play caller. So if you're like a little bit of Derek Carr, who's you know trusting a new guy coming in, you're going to trust a play caller more than Tom Brady would. So Tom Brady might get a play call and he might go to a different place than what Josh McDaniels maybe wanted him to go based on what Tom Brady saw on the field, right? And he has a little bit of that freedom with Josh. But like Derek Carr, he really doesn't have that extreme freedom. He's going to want to do what the progression that are through reading the defense that Josh McDaniels wants. And it's, it's it got to the point where he's just not that type of quarterback. He's not, I mean, when you get to the, you know, the kind of the warts of Derek Carr, I mean, like I said, like standing straight up tough in the pocket and throwing a 20-yard dig is not something that you're going to get from him or even a 15-yard out. Standing strong in there and trying to do those things, I think when you try to sit him into that system, you're not putting him in a position to to win. And, you know, that's kind of how it went. And, yeah, there are some games he, he was able to execute it and they looked really good. Yeah, but like overall, you're going to kind of get the numbers that you end up getting. And it's just interesting with Josh McDaniels. Like I, I wrote an article recently about him with other quarterbacks that are on Tom Brady. They all end up kind of around the same stats, which is around like 90 rating, 7.2 YPA. I feel like football outsiders, the DYAR has never been higher than 12 to any quarterback outside of Tom Brady. And it's because, I mean, a lot of these guys just aren't built that way to do that, <laughs> to play quarterback that they want to, the way he wants his quarterback to play, which is like Tom Brady. And um, it, it gets kind of tough because, you know, John Gruden, he didn't have Derek Carr throw a lot of intermediate passes. And, you know, I didn't realize that why until going back and figuring that out until actually the season. And, you know, John Gruden basically eliminated that. There was no deep 15-yard outs. It wasn't anything like that. So um, I, I think, you know, the West Coast system is just better for Derek Carr. In my opinion, I think just the way it's set up, it's just better for him than the Erhard Perkins, Josh McDaniel system was. It just never was going to be a fit. You know, all that Shanahan and Gruden stuff, they really tie in together. So, mm. I mean, Gruden's tree is similar to Shanahan's tree and they kind of grew up together. I mean, Kyle first job was under John Gruden at Tampa Bay. Right. Um, so, I mean, there is some little Gruden in there, too. You know, Gruden has him and Sean Payton. They definitely have a lot to work together. I mean, and the usual, that goes into like Joe Lombardi and you know what they do in New Orleans. So Carr has a definite uh, feel of the West Coast offense, right? And I think that he really runs that offense really, really well, executes it. He gets the ball out where he needs to be. And, and since it's not as much as an intermediate passing offense, which 
you know, there are some intermediate passes that here and there, but it's not like you're going to get the 25% intermediate most of the time, like you do with Earnhardt Perkins. You're going to be able to get the more short passes with him and then the occasional deep ball. And what the type of Derek Carr player is, too, is when he gets some easy completions early on, he plays better later on. And I think that's happened a lot during this season is that he would he's airmailing these intermediate passes early on and it, his confidence starts to weigh a, a little bit and he's getting sacked and it just ends up just unraveling. But I think when you get those easy completions for him, you get him going on some short passes, some slants, I think it will work pretty well for him in the West Coast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Marcus, you hit on something before that I wanted to talk about in more detail, and that's the idea of Derek Carr sitting back in the pocket, standing tall, taking all these hits. Boomer Esiason, former NFL quarterback, of course, MVP in 1988 for the Cincinnati Bengals, former New York Jet, now currently a morning show host here in New York, and he still does the NFL on CBS and all of that. He said that he thinks Derek Carr wouldn't be a good fit here, and he's not the prototypical type of quarterback that you want in today's NFL because he doesn't use his legs to get first downs. He's a quarterback who just likes to sit back in the pocket, scan the field, and do everything from there. But when I watch this tape, and you have some fantastic breakdowns on your Film Don't Lie channel, in fact, last year you went back and compiled all of Derek Carr's throws on the run. I think he's actually at his best when he's rolling out making throws on the run. There's a misconception, I think, among a lot of people, including Boomer Esiason, that Derek Carr's some statue back there that he can't move, but really he uses his legs to great effect. Now, he's not going to use them to scramble for 20, 25 yards, and he's not going to get a ton of first downs running the ball, but he uses his legs to extend plays, 
and he can make some real dart throws on the run, which is something that I think a lot of people don't realize is such a great strength of his. Yeah, I think outside of the pocket, I mean, he's more of like a uh, – because he's not a scrambler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is going to want to stay in the pocket as long as possible. I mean, I, I guess I would say that he is going to want to stay there as long as possible, try to, you know, go through his reads like normal quarterback would. But once you exhaust his reads, he does – he was be able to get out of the pocket and scramble. Now, I would say with John Gruden, I think John Gruden empowered him more to do that. Um, I don't know if he's been empowered as much by Joshua Daniels to do that. Because even when Joshua Daniels has Jared Stidham in there, I mean, Jared Stidham would run. But, you know, you could tell that he's supposed to go through more progression before he would run. It's, it's, it, it, it's just a kind of different dynamic of coaching of how John Gruden coached uh, Derek Carr and how Joshua Daniels coached Derek Carr. Like, there's a lot of scramble drills. I don't know if, like, you watched him in Hard Knocks. Uh, I think in 2019, they're doing a lot of stuff in hard knocks. There's a lot of scramble drills, him getting out of the pocket. That was something they practiced to get Derek Carr that field. And I think he 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 has that ability. It's just not you're just not going to see the Patrick Mahomes play. You're not going to see kind of that those Josh Allen throwing behind, throwing across the field. You're kind of going to see him kind of get out of the pocket and he might like hit a guy for like 10 yards or something like that. You know, keep the chains moving and or or something like that. It's not going to be you know the most exciting play all the time when he gets out of the pocket and you know he's not going to make that many plays with his legs. He's not going to make anybody miss. You know, and to be honest, I you don't want him trying to make too many plays because that's where the fumbles come in. Mm-hmm. And I think like this year he didn't fumble a lot, but with like John Gruden and them when they were empowering him to make plays. He, he would fumble a lot, and, and, and um, especially in like 2021, 20, where they really let him loose, and he was really trying to make plays. I think sometimes he would try to, to make too many plays, and he would end up fumbling, trying to make a play in the pocket, and not just checking down. So it's a little bit of a dynamic with him coming to, like, if he went to the Jets or any, any West Coast offense, because I think he, he's, that's what he's going to do. He's going to pick West Coast offense. If anything offense is going to do, he's going back to that, because that's where he excelled at. John Gruden and all of them, right? So he's going to go back to that. He's going to have to be more empowered to make more plays with his legs, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be that a statue like people say he is. So you'd say that the best course of action would be to put him back in a system that's more like what Gruden did, but work with him to limit the fumbles because that was a problem under Gruden and it wasn't a problem under McDaniels. But of course, it did hamper him having to play so constrained under McDaniels. So maybe somewhere in between those two, leaning more towards Gruden, but putting an emphasis on ball security. Yeah, because I would say Gruden uh, encouraged his hero ball. Mm -hmm. I think Josh McDaniels wouldn't encourage that as much. But Gruden wanted him to play hero ball. He wanted him to kind of take that step. And I think that's where you started to see him get a lot better with that empowerment that he can just go out there and try to make some crazy plays, right? And throw a little bit more interceptions, right? I think that, uh, you know, in 2021, we saw a higher amount of interceptions, but you also saw some really great throws from aggression, him mm-hmm. anticipating stuff. And sometimes when you anticipate a lot, you see with Dak Prescott, who's, he tries to anticipate everything. You throw a lot of interceptions, right? And um, if you really saw him be aggressive and try to make those plays when he was empowered to, to play that hero ball, then you, that's what I'm saying. It also comes with a little bit of turnover sometimes. But if he trusted defense too, if he's going to try to make some plays, play hero ball. And, and that's something he hasn't had in, a, in a, most of his career. But, um, you know, the hero ball, you know, it, it could get crazy. And you're like, oh, man, why'd you do that? But then sometimes you'd be like, oh, that looks really good. But it, it all depends on 
it, it's gonna be tough for 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 to any for basically what I'm trying to say is like you're gonna have to live and die with that. If he decides to play the hero ball, he's a power to that. You're gonna have some fumbles and he can have some turnovers, but you're gonna have a better version of Derek Carr if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of reminds me a little bit of somebody like Tony Romo, where, yeah, he would have some mind-numbing interceptions, but more often than not, he was making really good plays. And so you live with the interceptions because the big plays way outnumber the interceptions. And if you look at Derek Carr's career touchdown-to-interception ratio, it's 2.2 to 1, which is actually really good. And it goes back to what I think a lot of people don't understand about Derek Carr, which is a lot of people before John Gruden would say, Derek Carr's too safe. He checks the ball down too much. He's a guy that doesn't really take any chances. And as you said, Gruden empowered him to take more chances. And when he did, his numbers rose, his level of play rose, the number of mistakes did go up, but he made so many more plays that were valuable that the mistakes didn't hurt you as badly as they would have when he was checking the ball down and being safer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think a lot of it with the checking down, um, you know, I, I think he himself is trying to, you know, at times, I think he's trying to fight that narrative too. I think there's more times where he should check down more often mm-hmm. these days. Um, but, it, 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 you know, checking down is always this weird dynamic with, you know, how fans view it and how like a quarterback coach views it. I mean, it, it's not always the right decision, but, you know, it's, it's always uh, basically if somebody wants to throw down field, right, and then maybe you pass something up, and take that check down on first down. That's something that Derek Carr might do, and that, that's going to frustrate some fans. I mean, it, it, it is something that he will do at times, but I think when he gets more in fact to the offense, like I said, he's been in the West Coast for so long, and he anticipates better, it avoids a little of, of those things because really a lot of that is because he's late, so he has to check down, right? Because if, he's, if he throws that, that dig or whatever, he's going to throw a pick because he's late. Right. And when he anticipates better, like he did in the West Coast, it's a little bit of a you won't see the checking down as much. Right. So it, it is a thing that that can happen every once in a while. You, you see that like maybe he could have hit that window and he decided he will want to check it down as long as it's not on third down. And I think that's one thing that he's been better at is avoiding the check down on third down, which is the big one. Right, that we might have saw in 2017, even in 2016, his good seasons, we saw a little bit of that checking down on third down. We don't see that from Carr anymore, really. If it's third and ten, he's going to try to get that ten yards, and that's what you. That's when we get with the checking down, right? Like when is it? Is it second down? Is it first down? But we don't see the checking down on third down from him as much, and that's kind of the big thing for me with the checking down is it's not on third down, so it really doesn't matter because if it's on first down, yeah, sure. Maybe you could he could have hit that and you're like everybody's excited, right? But you still got five yards, right? And then it kind of keeps the offense moving. And sometimes it, you know, if you're watching a film, you're like, oh, you definitely could have hit that. But I mean, it's not always a bad decision. But I think when you get back, when you get more into him anticipating, he's gonna hit those windows. And especially when the fourth quarter, he's hitting those windows. So it, it's just it's just kind of, you know, how you view things, in my opinion. But you know, some people you know, don't mind it. Some people hate it. Marcus, we know that Derek Carr has had a bunch of different coaches and a bunch of different coordinators in nine years. Tell me a little bit about how he did with each one, who accentuated his strengths and limited the negative aspects of his game the most. And how much do you think that's affected his growth coming from being a rookie all the way up to where he is now? I think when he, he's been his best when he's had Greg Olson and um, Greg Olson around him, 
I mean, even when he was a rookie, I, th I think you saw some, uh, him play better than you actually would think from a second-round pick. He has a lot to do with Greg Olson being a really good quarterback coach. And then his years were Gruden. He had Greg Olson around there. Greg Olson, I think he's a really underrated quarterback coach. Uh, you can see what he's doing with Baker Mayfield this year. I mean, I mean Baker Mayfield has lot, looked a lot better these last couple of games because of that, you know. And you really um, – when he's had those years with him, I think it's when you saw him be his best with his mechanics and all those things. So I think, you know, even with Gruden and Gruden calling the plays, he still had Greg Olson behind him and then Greg Olson ended up calling the plays the end of the year last year. So I think those years, uh, you can really see him mechanically as a quarterback play the best. Now, I think Bill Musgrave did the best job of him and Reggie McKenzie actually did the best job of building a foundation around Derek Carr where he can succeed. I think they did the best at that. I don't think John Gruden did a good job of building <laughs> the players around him. I, th I think John Gruden was the be best quarterback coach for him, like in a quarterback mechanic or whatever, all, all that good stuff. But from like a personnel standpoint and coaching to his strengths, I think Bill Musgrave and Reggie McKenzie did that the best. They built a monster offensive line around him. They got a Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper who could separate. And if he ended up missing, capture crack, he could jump high up in the air, catch everything that he needs to catch. And, you know, I think they built a great offense around him so he can succeed. And I think that's what you have to do. Get him a good offensive line, get him some receivers he could throw to, your money. Sounds like Garrett Wilson might come in handy if Derek Carr were to come here. Here's yeah. something interesting because you just hit on this, Marcus. As you said, Greg Olson is with the Rams right now. Number one, if they were to offer him a promotion, he would be allowed to take it. And number two, it sounds like based on the work he did with Derek Carr, he'd be a good one to work with Zach Wilson in yeah. addition to Derek Carr. Thinking maybe if the Jets were to get Derek Carr, going out and getting Greg Olson to come with him would probably be a good idea. Oh, yeah, man. I You look back what he did with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles threw 35 touchdowns with Greg Olson over there mm -hmm. as a quarterback, kind of the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, kind of guru. He has Jared Goff. Jared Goff went from 2016 to 2017. He got way better. Greg Olson was a quarterback coach that year. Um, he's a great quarterback coach. He's awesome drills. If you want to look it up, John Gruden has like a, a coaching clinic, and he really shows a lot of uh, Greg Olson's great drills. He would be great for Zach Wilson, to be honest, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, he, even just from that perspective, you bring in Derek Carr, you keep Zach, and then you have Greg Olson come over there. He'd be great for Zach. I mean, he'd probably – He'd elevate Zach from a quarterback coaching standpoint. And uh, uh, he's just – it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, even when I watched Derek Carr mechanically this year and I watched him the previous four years and just you could tell that there is a lot of great coaching there that maybe he lost a little bit this year that kept him disciplined. And uh, that's why I think Greg Wilson is awesome. Marcus, there was a report by Albert Breer about how the Raiders were concerned with Derek Carr's lack of accountability and lack of toughness, which is strange to me because Derek Carr is a guy who broke his leg and came back the next year, played an entire season. He's very rarely missed games. He seems to me to be the epitome of toughness. And as far as lack of accountability, that's news to me. Maybe you know something I don't because from what I understand, Derek Carr is always the first one to point the finger at himself. So tell me a little bit more about his leadership, how he takes accountability, and the toughness aspect here because I heard lack of toughness and that made me very confused. Yeah, I mean, his tangibles are good. I mean, I, I, I thought that was a little, uh, it was a little crazy to me. Uh, I mean, people love playing with him. I mean, Amari Cooper said his favorite teammate was Derek Carr. Like, so like, there's like, you know, and everybody's assumed that Amari Cooper hated Derek, right? And 
everybody likes playing with him. Everybody likes him. Um, you know, so I, I it, it's weird to say like the lack of accountability because I mean, if he did, if he lacked accountability, people wouldn't want to play with, him, right? They wouldn't want. They wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say things like he's the best teammate ever, or mm. or or things like that, because that shows that about his leadership, the kind of player he is, the kind of person he is. I've never heard anybody say that you know he lacks accountability. They used to talk about Riz Bisaccia. Um, you know, KJ Wright said this on the radio. He said that Riz Bisaccia used to put Derek Carr's bad plays on you know in front of everybody. So I mean, if he could handle that, take that kind of accountability, then, you know, it's just weird. It's a weird dynamic. And I think they, they're kind of just, you know, I, I feel like it's a little early to, if you're going to put those things out, I mean, we should just trade him first, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to really believe that he lacks accountability to be honest. I, I think he's too much of a, a leader just from that aspect, but I feel like that's what they went after a little bit. But the thing is, is like, if he goes wherever team he goes, all the guys are going to love playing, right? And they're all going to play really hard for him because they like to play with him, right? So is he like an elite elevator? I would say no, but I, I think he he elevates guys enough, right? I mean, he's, that's why he's play, he, Nelson Aguilar had a huge season with him, right? You even see like Matt Collins and some of these other guys that are smaller wide receivers. They have their, these career years with him is because of that. So it's uh, – his intangibles are through the roof. It's really the best thing about him as a quarterback is that that's what makes him a fringe top 12 guy to me more than anything else is that he's intangibles. Like he's going to come in there and he's going to take that team and he's going to be a leader. He's going to lead the, the opening game speech. You know what I'm saying? He's a vocal leader too. So it's, it's going it, to, that's basically the best thing about him. So the toughness thing is weird because he's in his starts and he hurt his back this year, which you know nobody likes to talk about that, but he did hurt his back against the Texans, and he kept playing the whole year. He could have missed some games, so it's the toughness thing is weird. That's going to wrap up part one of our conversation with Marcus Johnson of Tape Don't Lie on Derek Carr and the Carfax. Make sure you check out Marcus's YouTube channel, Tape Don't Lie, and his weekly Carfax features where he breaks down the All-22 of Derek Carr. He's been doing it for years. We've been having a great conversation. We're going to carry it over until tomorrow with part two. In the meantime, check out everything Marcus is doing and check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there. So if you haven't watched them, Go watch them right now, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. 
Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.